This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk podcast. Uh, I mean, after yet another 2-0 defeat. And uh, for those who are listening, probably think, uh, well, Jake sounds a bit different. And for for those who are watching, looks a bit different too. Um, Jake's actually uh, unavailable to uh, to host tonight's show. So you've got lovely me uh, uh, hosting tonight. And I've got three lads uh, with me. Uh, One regular special guest who has come yet to uh, save us. I've got Adam uh, Titley for Goalhanger on YouTube. How are you, mate? I'm not too bad. Glad to be back on again. <laughs> you sound it. <laughs> um, we've got Vic, Vic uh, also, mate. Out. Vic also, mate. How are you, mate? I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? Oh, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. Getting through, uh, getting through the weeks uh, towards the end of the season as uh, we limp there. Uh, and Chris, how are we, mate? Uh, I've also got Chris here. I'm really good, mate. I think I'm going to be Mister. I think I'm going to be Mister Positive out 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 of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Cheer everyone up for once. Well, we said we'll, we'll, we'll try and keep it as upbeat as possible. Uh, I mean, yeah, we it wasn't the great another 2 0 defeat, but at the end of the day, we've got to stick behind the team, stick behind the lads, and uh, and get there with them uh, to the end of the season. And if we can link, uh, we were just chatting um, off uh, before we came on air, uh, a bit put it perfectly, limping into the, the playoffs. Um, but I mean, 2-0 defeat, and Adam, I'm going to come to you. We, we saw a, a, a formation change, um, which I don't think many of us were expecting. Um, I think when I saw the lineup, I thought 4-4-2 straight away or, uh, or something on those lines. And 3-5-2 was the one that Paul Warner elected to go with. I mean, was it the right call or what, what do you think about it? I think it was the right decision to switch it up after Peterborough and Fleetwood. I think we needed just a bit of a change, but then it kind of worked in a way, but we've come away with a loss, so it's definitely up for debate. I just think I think the wide players just didn't perform as well as you would have expected, and I think they, they sat too deep and defended too much, which even saying that, we got caught on the break twice, but uh, it's difficult to say. You could definitely change it again. You could definitely change it, or you could still, it's hard to say. At the end of the day, we've lost again, and I just think some of the players are too defensive in that formation. 
I mean, yeah, you're spot on. I mean, the, we we saw um, Nathaniel Mendes Lang um, as a wing back once again. Um, we saw him earlier in the season, Vic, um, trying and, and, and playing that position. And yesterday, again, it was another game where he, he continued to struggle. Um, I mean, what did you think of his performance? And, and what do you think about the three-five-two formation? Do you think it suited us? Um, I like the idea of it, but I just don't think we've got the personnel to accommodate the three-five-two. Uh, in with regards to Mendes Lang, again, look jaded, look tired, doesn't look comfortable playing wing back, nor should he really, because um, it's not his natural position. Um, but again, like 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 many others in the team, they all seem to be out of form, uh, and we seem to be playing against the the bigger teams in this league. And I mean, yesterday wasn't for a lack of effort. I mean, I thought the performance overall was decent. I just think that it was the golfing quality that just done this in the end so never mind I guess we just have to roll on to Forest Green now and limp into the playoffs <laughs> I mean Chris Vic uh, alluded to there we we saw the way the team set up and and Adams also mentioned it in terms of is it the right was it the right call another 2-0 defeat probably not on paper but I mean we saw a better performance much much better compared to the past two weeks and we competed the vast majority of the game um other than the first 10 and, and last 10 probably um, where that golfing quality really showed i mean can you see that three five two going into the last seven games or do you think it just was a, maybe a roll of the dice by paul warren well i think to be fair to warren he had to do something didn't he because if he'd gone in and, and and changed with the same lineup and that score had happened he'd 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 have he'd have got he'd have got slated. Um, what worried me was um, his interview with Radio Derby after, afterwards. He said almost lovingly, like he really liked liked three five two. Um, I mean, I like elephants, but I don't want one. Um, and it's like I think Vic Vic put the nail on hit the nail on the head there. He likes it, but we haven't got the team to actually do it yet. Next season, if he's got a full full pre-season and I really want him to by the way no matter what happens even if we lose our last seven he should be in charge at the start of start of next season if he's got all pre-season to drill that 3-5-2 into him get two strikers who, who can actually play 3-5-3-5-2 and get wing backs who can play 3-5-2 then fine but I think everyone I think I was quite excited because I thought we were going to go go 4-4-2 um, and yeah the way we set up it was obvious and unfortunately the first 10 minutes didn't help his argument because we were woeful. Um, so yeah, uh, I, if, if he wants to stick to that long, long-term fine, but the players haven't played it. I, I don't think what Fozzie's been there the longest 10 years, he's never played that. Mm. Um, and that, and that says it all. So they need a good preseason to get used to, you could get used to, used to, to, um, to playing that because unfortunately I think we could play it against against Forest Green, a poor team, win three four nil, and everyone thinks oh genius. But my concern is we've got Pompey and Sheffield Wednesday last two games of the of the season, and it's not going to work against them with Mendes with Mendes Lang at wing back. Well, yeah, I mean you're spot on there. I mean it, when you look at the the players on, on paper, we, we I think he tried to do it uh, earlier in the season and. Fans looked at it and went, "That's not the team that we 
we should be putting out. It's not the team. It, the formation doesn't suit the players. Uh, and when you look at, um, I mean, got here, like we said, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang and a few of the regulars continue to struggle at the moment. And it, the formation didn't suit uh, those players. I mean, Adam, when you look at um, the three midfields, we saw Horahan drop out the, the, the sides. Um, I mean, did you really think that was uh, the right call there? I mean, he's struggled over the last couple of games. He's, I mean, people have put passenger. I mean, that's a bit harsh, but I mean, when you look at the think, three midfields, think, do you see that? I think when we go more defensive, we saw it with Peter Goy, Horahan came the became a little bit passive because he, he plays better in an attacking formation where he can dictate the play. And when we're playing defensively, he struggles. I think it worked when he came on. There was an added bit of energy and he was up for it. Obviously, we didn't score anything, but he definitely had more of an impact. I think I was more disappointed with Jason Knight coming off yesterday. Didn't really understand that. We needed the energy. Knight had been a great player. I think like Nathaniel Mendes-Lang, I agree with Vic, like you said at the start, he, he looks tired. He needs a rest. I would have gone with Barkhazen. Um, but Mendes Lang played the whole game and Jason Knight came off. I think, once again, substitutions puzzled me a little bit. Yesterday, yeah. if I'm going to be honest, when we went 2-0 down, not the substitutions I would have made. Um, the place went flat. And for the last 10 minutes, we didn't really cause anything. And I think, obviously, like I said in, the, in last week, we've, we've not got the squad to rotate too much. But I think we need to have a little bit more rotation. Jake Rooney coming in was an interesting take, but he works hard and definitely adds something different to when he comes into the team. But I think we do need to rotate Forest Green away with a couple of new players coming in, maybe Barkhouse and Starting and Dobbin. Well, yeah, I mean, you say like rotations that the thing that we need to do, but obviously with the squad that we've got, we're, we're struggling with that, with the, the depth of it. I mean, Vic, are we seeing the cracks within the squad? Um, as we go towards the end of the season, how the, the small numbers and the quality off the bench. I mean, has Paul Wong got the players to actually make those changes that uh, Adam's alluding to? I think we always knew we were up against it this season, um, just purely from our recruitment drive. We recruited well, but not enough players through the door. Um, and obviously, it's come to bite us on the backside. It's not as if we can sort of delve into our academy either, because our academy has been dismantled. Um, so it's 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 been it's one of them weird seasons. It's a season of transition, uh, but at the same time, because of the form we were on, we propelled ourselves into the playoffs, and the expectations grew. Um, but if we take a step back and look at it, really and truly, it's a transition season. Um, we didn't have enough time to sort of build that squad. Mm. Change manager midway obviously can impact that too, because as much as he likes the squad that we've got currently. The majority of them are probably not his sort of player. And barring players like Jason Knight, maybe. So yeah, it's 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 a funny one. The cracks in the squad. I wouldn't say cracks in the squad, it just shows that we've got no depth. And I think that could cost us the playoff uh, position at the end of the season. But we've got to remain hopeful. Uh, we've got a few winnable games coming along. But the only thing we need to do is start scoring goals. We need to take mm. more shots, start scoring goals. Yeah, I mean, you said there, I mean Chris, when you looked at the game yesterday, we were competing, but it was yet another game where things didn't go our way. Didzy missed a, a chance, which you probably put your house on. And the crowd um, lost faith. I mean, I don't know if, if for you guys who were there, it was yeah. nearly empty by, by full time. Um, 
I mean, when you look at going forwards, um, can you see the goals returning? Yeah, I mean, we've still got the same players who scored a hat a hatful of goals. It's all it's all about confidence, is isn't it? I think, and I think it is interesting what um, Vic said about when one one came in. I think we've all got to remember the preseason the players had, albeit short, the style of football that Rossini was trying to play as opposed to what Warren was playing. It's an absolute gulf. You need a pre-season for players to get that out, out of out of their system. And you're seeing with Rossini at Hull, you know, the Hull fans, they're getting a bit bored because it was very much uh, very much a possession-based style. Um, I was just on the atmosphere yesterday. I was a little bit disappointed, I thought, considering what it was, 29,000 fans yeah. there. Um, apart from in the first half when we started to get into it a bit and then start the second half, there wasn't a lot there. I mean, I don't like crediting away fans, as you well know, but um, they they really got behind them. Um, and I know it's easy. I know they're winning. I know they're on a winning streak and we were exactly the same, but it's times like that when the stadium, the stadium size we've, we've, we've got, we need to start making, making, a real difference but to be honest I don't blame the fans for leaving 10 minutes early because you know I mentioned yesterday um, I won't go on about it too much but we played Birmingham last season we were 2-0 down 10 minutes left and you just felt something could happen yesterday you just you you know you just knew it was it was gone and I think when Adam mentioned about Knight going off unfortunately I think the only reason he took him off was 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 to, to actually rest him so he didn't get injured or booked. I think that was that was the only reason. There was nothing tactical behind it. So, Yeah, I mean, as you said, um, that, that second goal pretty much um, ended all hopes, uh, especially to the fans. I mean, I, we won't talk about it too much because I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go on like a broken record if we mention the officials. But, uh, but Adam, I will just uh, bring it up very briefly. There was a there was a decision that baffled, I think, a lot of fans. Um, and yet, uh, as more videos come out on on social media um, of the, the the opportunity, I'm still lost as to why it was disallowed. I mean, can this happen every week? I mean, uh, I think uh, Jake put it in the uh, the group chat uh, for for us guys uh, for Vic and Chris that it's happened one or two many times against top six teams. I mean. Oh, and the referee apologised, we... <laughs> or the linesman apologised. Yeah, and I mean, Adam, I mean, can we continue to put up with this? I mean, if we stay in this uh, league for another year, we're going <laughs> to be seeing a lot more of them. It's disappointing. I mean, I don't expect the officiating to be at the levels of the Premier League in this division, obviously with two divisions below. It's disappointing. Like I said, don't want to go on about it like a broken record. I don't understand why it's been disallowed. But at the end of the day, we only created one other chance. I, mean, I, I think disallowing that goal wouldn't have done anything stopping us losing. I know, obviously, I'm, I've got a lot more to say about the Plymouth away game that we lost because of the referee. Mm. But I, 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 yesterday, but Adam, don't, but, 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 but don't don't you think at one one, which is what that would have made it, we could have gone on then. You know, I know, I know it's easy. I, I know we can't have, blame yeah. the, the referee for, for uh, we can't yeah. blame the referee for losing by 
we by, by losing by two goals. But I think if that had been allowed, we started the second half really well. The momentum was there, and that mm. killed us again. So, yeah, I agree. I think I think we should have kicked on definitely yesterday if that goal which should have stood because in my opinion it's, it's a clear goal I don't understand the foul in there at any point but it should have stood I think yeah I agree with you Chris would have had the momentum and probably would have gone I think I said to my mate at the time when I went that goal would have, would have sent us through probably to win the game in my opinion anyway but yeah, it's just, you don't like talking about the officiating after a loss do you it never uh, it's never nice but yeah, it's difficult you're going to get these decisions all season. I just think it's about how you react to the decisions in the game. Yeah, I mean, yes. No, no, and Vic, I mean, you see, you probably saw the, the reaction of the players, the the fans, the Paul Warren, everyone was was at a loss with, with what was going on. I mean, I thought he was pointing towards the halfway line for, for the, to award the goal. And, we, yeah, and then I see the goalkeeper putting the ball down and taking a free kick, so... Again, is it just another game where we just see the officials getting involved? Because, as I said, we mentioned before, the best officials are the ones that we don't notice. I think I think what we have to remember with league leagues one and two in particular is a lot of the referees that do officiate are part-time referees. They're not obviously not 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 that the standard is any better in the higher leagues, but mm. not full-time referees. So when they come to somewhere like Derby. Uh, they probably see Pride Park and they look at it and think, wow, it's a big stadium. Um, there's been plenty of fans here. It's big teams playing. I mean, really and truly, they should have had a championship referee for that game yesterday because that's a championship level game, yeah. Yeah, if we're being honest. So, we've got to remember... And it's that, not uh, our fault that we've got a big ground, is it? <laughs> but this is the thing. It's, it's almost as if, like you know, when a non-league team goes to, like, Old Trafford or something like that, and they just take pictures and things like that, and they just really soak it all in. I feel like we get that with the referees in this league as well, which is why we're seeing such inconsistencies, especially when we're playing. I mean, the disallowed goal, he said it was a foul on the keeper. Cashin headed the ball. He's nowhere near the keeper. I think McGoldrick was probably the closest to the keeper, who still stood on his feet, by the way, and the ball's in the net. And even Ipswich fans are saying that goal should have stood. Mm. Um the thing is, we're at the stage of that season now where it, everything matters. If it was a mid-season, probably wouldn't have cared about it so much. But the fact that now our playoff place is at risk, this is why these decisions are becoming more and more controversial. So, yeah, I mean, the officiating in this league isn't great. If we're going to have to put up with it for another year, so be it. But then I think, like, like Chris said earlier, if, if Warren gets his time, if the transfer embargo is lifted, we get to build the squad. I think I think we'll be right up there next season if we don't make it this year. But um, unfortunately, the referees ain't going to change, so we're going to have to sort of find out where we Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I mean, uh, something we've got to uh, put up with uh, and it's one of them we can't continue to blame them because at the end of the day, the performance is the thing that gets you gets you the wins. Uh, so, I mean, Adam, when you look at our form against the top six teams, it's not great. Um, I mean, that's another defeat to, to those who are around us and it's come to that point in the season where we've got to pick up points against them. Uh, I mean, you could clearly see the gulf uh, in, in the quality, uh, maybe in the squad. I mean, they were bringing on League One regulars uh, last season off the bench and uh, we're bringing on the likes of Dobbin who are untested uh, really at this level consistently. I mean... Are we seeing really the golf in the teams up there with us? I, I don't think there's too much of a golf in terms of quality. I think I said it in my video before the game. I think it's just in terms of form. Players are in higher confidence, going to be playing the ball quicker than we are, especially the formation that we set up. But I think yesterday proved that, with a, like you just said, a team with a bigger squad of, of more quality in terms of a higher volume of players. They can bring players on. They still can maintain the, en the energy levels that they mean that they have at the start of the game. Whereas you, know, you said bringing Dobbin on, an untested player in this division, almost obviously, yeah, it's difficult because we like going back to saying I sound like a broken record in terms of talking about not having a big squad, but just in terms of in terms of the levels of quality that we that we're bringing on won't be matching the, the top league one players that Ipswich are bringing on. So it was difficult. I don't think there was a golf in quality. I think there was. A, there was a golf in, in fitness and, and form. I think form carried it to Chester a lot as well. You know, we, we did put pressure on them at times, but in terms of the counter-attacks, a great first move by Ipswich, wasn't it? And then the second mm, one, yeah. Derby switched off. They pounced on us when we switched off. So I think it's just terms of form and confidence yesterday. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes you're right there. I mean, you mentioned form, Chris. We went 20 games unbeaten uh, or near enough. What what is missing from that purple patch that we had? Uh, I mean, yes, I mean you you joked about it earlier. We said wins, <laughs> but I mean, can you put your finger on anything specific that we've gone from a team that's can roll on wins week after week to now a team that's can't buy one? Uh, I mean, what what what's your, what's your thoughts? I think I think if you step back, football's a very simple game, and confidence is massive. I mean, you think Ipswich had a really bad spell just after Christmas or around Christmas, where they couldn't, where they couldn't buy a win, and and look at them now. But yeah. I do think, in all honesty, the table doesn't lie. If you look at it and say Derby are the seventh best best team this season in League One, I'd actually say, yeah, I think they are. You know, we've not been consistent enough um, anywhere near to um, push for the. Automatics. I think we can safely say the autos are out of reach now, um, <laughs> sadly. Um, but yeah, you, you look at the six teams above us, and I think on form and on, um, well, yeah, form is form is the, is oh, the word and wins and clean sheets. Um, I think we are exactly where we deserve. But there's still what seven games left, so I think if we can get three or four wins we're there because someone else is, is going to slip up as well yeah. but yeah I, I think definitely seventh is accurate based on what i've seen 
all season. Um, and, you know, I know I saw a lot of comments yesterday about Ipswich and the dark arts and going down and ruining our momentum. Um, and why aren't we doing that? We've got to be winning first before we can start doing that. So, you know, yeah. um, all these things will come. Um, something Adam picked up on on fitness. I noticed that, yes, it was. And it is worrying considering how big a part of Paul Warren's makeup is about fitness. And we, as we said, when even before that second goal went in, we looked like we were running out of ideas and running out of out of steam. Um, and yes, we've got a small squad. We've also got a very good squad. Mm. So, you know, there are excuses there and I don't think some of them are fair and I don't think that they should be excuses because the way that he trains, the way that the players of we've seen the, the players grow in terms of fitness and, and stamina, there's no excuse to be outrun ever. So, I think yeah. just to add to that as well, like with, especially with the fitness. I mean, you could say our form sort of coincided with when Luke Jenkins went off to DC United. So obviously, mm. the players used to whatever fitness regimes and things he had in place before that. Since he's gone, it's almost as if we, we've run out of steam completely, and maybe that's had an impact on the players too. Uh, but on the purple patch side of it as well, um, I think. We peaked early when every other team was out of form. Now we're out of form. Everyone else is peaking. And probably if, if, if it was the other way around, we'd, be, we'd, we'd all be jumping up and be like, yeah, we're going to win the playoffs or we're going <laughs> to smash the top two. But I don't know. It's, it, football's a funny old game. It's a funny old game. But like I said earlier, I think we're still limping to the playoffs. Whatever happens yeah. after that. Well, you said that, well, you put it spot on there. I mean, when you look at the... The teams in and around us, Barnsley, um, uh, well-informed, Bolton, I mean, have just won the AFL trophy today, um, uh, beating Plymouth who a second, um, quite convincingly. Um, Ipswich are again a team in form. I mean, Adam, if we do manage to limp into the playoff, as Vic said, would we even compete at the moment in the form that we're in? It's difficult because reactionary from me after games on when we lose, I'm usually that like, I would want to finish in the playoffs because we'd probably get hammered by these top teams. But at the end of the day, the playoffs are a lottery. If we got into them, if we limped into them, who knows what could happen. Huddersfield went up from the championship without scoring a goal in the playoffs. Uh, anything's mm -hmm. possible and then we've seen what the playoffs are like. As Derby fans, I think we know what the playoffs are like inside out. I wouldn't mind going into the playoffs as the underdogs because I think Derby definitely performed better when they're the underdogs less pressure on us um, mm. on big occasions we, we seem to struggle a little bit but when the pressure's off we almost come into our own so if we did get into the playoffs who knows what could happen you usually see it when a team hasn't beaten another team all season you usually pull it out of the bag in the playoffs I reckon yeah. Paul Warren could probably get us into into the motion in the playoffs and get us up for, for two games and possibly three but if we get into the playoffs I almost see it as a, a bit of pressure's off I know there is a lot of pressure and that sounds silly but mm. I'm going to see it as we're the underdogs, so I wouldn't mind going into it like that. Chris, who would you have in the playoffs if you could pick one out there at the moment? Oh, well, if I was any of the other three teams, Derby, everyone would want one up in the playoffs, <laughs> wouldn't they? But it, it, it's, it, it's a complete, it's like local derbies, isn't it? It's like if we, you know, I know we're two leagues apart, but Derby against Forest, form goes completely out of, of the window, and Paul Warren knows what he's doing. I think he'd get them G'd up. 
I wouldn't, you know, in the playoffs, if if you if if you're going to go up, you've got to beat, you know, two teams, haven't you? Two two good teams. I know who I don't want to play. I don't want to. I don't want to play Barnsley. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but then you say I looking at the Bolton Plymouth game earlier. If Ipswich do catch catch um, Plymouth or Sheffield Wednesday. Then they're not going to be overly happy, are they? So yeah. you look at if we finish sixth and we play Plymouth or Sheffield Wednesday in third, why can't we beat them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Vic, when you look at the probably the, the position we'll probably finish in, in the playoffs if if we get there, um, we'll have the home tie first and away tie second. I mean, would that suit us in the form that we're in, um, or would you would you prefer? See if we, I mean, the, the, probably the third and fourth is probably bit of a stretch so we'll probably end up being in that and if chris is right uh, in terms of the teams we play how would how would you think we compete with that it's like we said earlier like the playoffs are a lottery and um, we've got to bear in mind whoever finishes third is going to be the team that misses out on automatic promotion so that's going to have some sort of impact on them psychologically and mentally um so let's say for example sheffield wednesday on a bit of a bad run at the minute they fall into third, we finish sixth, we get to play them. I'd fancy our chances just because I think we didn't expect to finish in the playoffs. They expected to get automatically promoted. And then it literally... And let's, and let's also bear in mind, Vic, sorry sorry to cut in there, but we're playing Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough, last game of the, mm-hmm. of the season. If we nick a point and that stops them going up, well, they ain't going to want to play us again, are they? They'll be absolutely bouncing. So, it is all about momentum. Sorry, Vic. Carry on. No, no, I agree. So, like, literally, I'd fancy whoever finishes third if we do finish sixth. Um, and history has shown. Look at Leeds in the, the semi-finals. Then we went one nil down. Was it? Yeah, one one nil down in the first leg and come back mm. in the leg. Anything can happen in the playoffs. We just got to get there. Yeah, I mean, when I saw on Twitter the last couple of days with the derby form and the derby defence the way it is there's a certain player coming back uh, and by the sounds of it he's played his allotted under 21s fixtures adam um will james chester be the guy to stop the rut and stop the 2-0 defeat i'll be honest i can't remember him playing early on the season it seems so long ago since i last saw james chester pull on a shirt if i'm going to be honest um, just feels like a name in the academy at this point, um, but I, I'm, I'm, I don't know where he'd fit in without pushing for Scythe into left back at the moment. I mean, you could drop mm. the Scythe, but I think he's he's putting in decent enough performances to be a regular starter, and so does Cashin. So I think it's difficult. It'd be a big risk to to rest one of those two. I think I know we're losing two and eleven game, but also I think you've got to look at the fact that we're not scoring. I know we scored on Saturday and it got disallowed, but. You've got to look at that fact. So, James Chester, uh, you could start him at Forest Green. That would be a good game to start him against. But I don't, I don't really know how you change that back line, personally, in terms of Forsyth and Cashin, because I think that'd be a big risk to take them to a while. But see, I think if he plays the 3-5-2, you could play Chester as the third centre-back, because yeah. I think he might have yeah. played there earlier on in the season as well and looked pretty comfortable, so... If we do if James play- answer if, if James if James Chester is the answer, what the hell is the question though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean I think the question is stop two 0 defeats. I think that <laughs> at least the statement of the day. Um Vic, we're going into a big 
big Easter weekend. Um, we've got two games um, to preview um, that will will come out. We've got Forest Green away, and then we've got NK Dons at home. I mean, two teams at the lower half. I mean, Forest Green. Uh, uh, people have said they're they're dead and buried um, at the bottom of the table. Um, They've got nothing. They've got everything and to fight for. Is it the team that we really need at this point in time, or, or to get our form back on track? Um, I think this will the the Forest Green game will be a, a test of character for Derby. I think in order to get anything out of there, we need to battle. We need to fight because they're fighting for their lives at the bottom. They've got a chance of staying up, so they're going to put everything into this game. At the same time, we we, we try we want to try and save our playoff ambitions. So we need to be just as ruthless, just as physical. Really need to put it on them. Um, and again, we'll, we'll find out a lot from the Forest Green game in terms of where we are fitness-wise, physicality-wise, mentally. Um, and as a team, if, if we're up for the fight. Um, so, yeah, I think this weekend's huge for our season. I think really and truly, we've got to go for the six points. We've got to try and net both games, um, if, if possible or at least minimum take four to keep in within the hunt. Um, but yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a battle at Forest Green. It's a small pitch, uh, fans are tight, really close to the pitch. Um, and their nails are up because they're as well. So mm. they're fear us, uh, but we shouldn't fear them either. I think probably all guns blazing and hopefully get a couple of goals. It'd be nice to see a score a goal, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, do you echo what Vic's, uh, Vic's testament there? I think it's going to be a scrappy game. We have to dig in. I don't care if we win by an own goal 1-0. I don't care. As long as we win, that's all I'm bothered about. I think we're going to have to dig in. It'd be a scrappy game. It'd be a test of character, really. I think in that game against Forest Green, they'll be up for it, like Vic said. And and we've got to be up for it too. I don't care how we win, as long as we win. 1-0 penalty, last minute, own goal in the first minute. I don't care. As long as we get that three points, that is all that matters for the rest of the season. Chris, what will be a successful weekend for you in terms of points accumulation? Six, and I think it need it needs. I think it it needs to happen. I think you know if you'd looked at the fixtures at the start of the season, you'd have said, "Yep, that's where we need to, to win." Just looking at the fixtures on Friday, Friday's huge. I mean, you look at Wickham; they're going to Ipswich. Um, Peterborough are away at Shrewsbury. They got absolutely annihilated, didn't they, against Charlton? So they're going to want to want to bounce back. Um, and then you've got Bolton away at Exeter. So, you know, I can see a couple of drop points there. If we get a win against Forest Green, suddenly we're fifth. Mm. And then yeah. against MK Dons, if we can get a win there, we are. You know, you're talking about being cemented back into the back in the playoffs, aren't you? So, yeah, I think nothing less than six six points will do. Um, I think if we play at 70-80% of our best, we should win both games. Um, but I'd still take 1-0 on both games, personally. Are those, are those your score predictions? I'll come straight back to you. Oh, sorry. No, score, score predictions, I think, will beat Forest Green 3-1. Um, and I think MK Dons... We will win 4-1. 4-1. Vic? Uh, Forest Green, I think we're going to win 2-1. It's going to be tight. It's going to be cagey. If we win that, then I think we'll put MK Dons to the sword. And I think we'll beat them 4-0. Go on, 4-0. Go on. Go on. Adam, are you as optimistic as Vic? 
I'm saying one nil at Forest Green, scrappy <laughs> game, get the confidence back, and then we go and play MK Dons and win three 0 <laughs> Lovely fast flying football. <laughs> back again. So what we're saying is, after three games of two nil defeats, the goals are going to come back thick and fast, and we're going to have a goal thriller of a weekend. Yeah, is that what we're all saying? <laughs> Oh, what are you saying in. though, 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 Callum? What are your predictions? Uh, oh, I'm going to go. I think Forest Green away is going to be difficult. I, I think they're going to make that. Didn't they beat score. Wednesday the other week? Yeah, Vic yeah. mentioned earlier one nil. Yeah, um, it, so at their place. So I'm probably going to go. I'll go one nil. I think we'll get a goal. I don't care how it happens. I'll I'll say Collins gets it, um, and then I'll probably go MK Dons. I'll go two one. I think. Let's go two one. I don't think we'll keep a, a full clean sheet weekend. Um, and Chris, I, I, and I, I know we can't talk about Collins, but you've just yeah. mentioned him. He did really well, so <laughs> everyone needs to stop slagging him off. If he'd missed that chance yesterday that um, Didzy had, he'd have been absolutely slaughtered. So I've not been his biggest fan, as everyone knows, but he did well yesterday. So well done, James. Keep it up. Well done, James Collins. We'll leave it there uh, and we'll, we'll finish on that high note. And if, James, you're listening, Chris is uh, part of your number one fan club. Um, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to all those who, uh, who've listened uh, to, to me rabble on it with the lads. Um, we've got to keep positive, stay with the lads uh, going into the last seven games of the season. And uh, let's hope for an Easter weekend uh, to remember rather than the one to, uh, to reflect on in sorrow. Um, if for those who've listened, audio platforms, the usual, Spotify, um, Apple, you can listen to us anywhere. For those who want to see our faces and, and see uh, Chris in his headset, uh, YouTube slash Ramstalk Pod. Um, and uh, if you want to get involved with us on Twitter, Ramstalk Pod again, um, it's uh, quite easy to, to find us uh, everywhere on social media. Um, but no, thank you to the, all the lads uh, on, a, on a Sunday evening. And uh, let's hope for a better performance next weekend. Dress up as a hamburger against against Forest Green, please. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.